Welcome in to another new podcast from the Association for Materials Protection and Performance. My name is Ben Dubose, and I'm a news editor for the AMP Publications team. Today, to discuss the relaunch of the AMP CIP program, we're going to be talking with Tom Higginbotham, Category Manager for Powder Coatings at PPG and Chair of the AMP Education Committee. Tom, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon. Doing very well, Ben. How are you doing? Doing well. Thank you for taking the time to join us. And as discussed off the top, this is going to be basically an FAQ frequently asked questions episode relating to the new AMP CIP program that really the details were rolled out to membership in April. And so the idea is to make this sort of a clearinghouse for many of the common questions and feedback that you might get or have already gotten for that matter in the last few weeks. But Tom, I think a good place to start off for anyone who doesn't know you already beyond the fact that, again, you're the category manager for powder coatings at PPG and sure of the AMP Education Committee. What's your career through the coatings industry been like? Yeah, it's it's actually been been a great career for me. The uh, coatings industry, you know, kind of for people not in the coatings industry, it's kind of uh, something that they don't know very much about. But the uh, coating industry can be very technical, and so I've I've kind of been in paint and coatings uh, really all of my adult life, and uh, so. I started out with architectural coatings, moved into more what we categorize as protective and marine coatings. So that, that's like coatings for industry, you know, like tank linings and the coatings mm -hmm. for equipment, uh, steel. So mainly used for protection of something, either for uh, for the protection against corrosion or for protection of a commodity that's being carried in, in a vessel. So been around that for a long time. I, I grew to really love that industry. Uh, I love the technical aspects. Uh, you, you get to know a lot of people, so it's kind of a a uh, it's a big industry, but it's kind of a small world. So you see the same people over and over again uh, when you come to the uh, the large uh, AMP conference that we have every year. And uh, so it's it's just been a really great industry for me, and I, I've learned uh, from people. I years ago I decided to uh, to go through the inspection program, the CIP program. I'd wanted to go through it for a number of years and was not able to, uh, but finally had the opportunity to do so, and I absolutely loved it. And in uh -huh. and, and my, uh, during my uh, uh, second course, the CIP level two, I, I kind of told myself, you know, I would like to, I could teach this one day. So that's gonna be one of my goals to teach this one day. So. I, uh, I I passed that, went on and took my uh, level three peer, passed that, and uh, all within probably about a month or a little over a month. And uh, so in the meantime, gained some experience and then uh, went through the process of uh, becoming a, a an instructor. And uh, so, the, you know, kind of explain that a little bit. Uh, to become an inspector, you go through an interview process and you, you submit an application, you go through an interview process and then uh, you have to have done really well, obviously, on on your coursework and have experience, et cetera. So everything is kind of considered in the interview process. And then also the needs are considered whether we need uh, instructors. And uh, so I, I was able to uh, pass the process and have uh, really enjoyed instruction uh, over the last several years for the CIP course. Uh, I, I really enjoy seeing people learn and, and try to convey information of our industry to them 
to really help their career or advance their career. Mm -hmm. Actually, actually, we have some people who attend the course uh, who uh, get to keep their job if they if they pass the course. So it's really good to see those guys yeah. uh, pass pass the course. So that's that's kind of my background. I kind of been in this all of my adult life. I'm now in powder coatings, which is a little different. Uh, different type of industry, but still related to, uh, you know, we powder coatings are used for some of the same reasons liquid coatings are. So, mm -hmm. so you're based out of Pittsburgh, right? No, actually our company's based out of Pittsburgh. I, I live uh, just north of Birmingham, Alabama. So oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yes, I, I've worked remotely really all of my career pretty much. So I travel and I work out of an office out of my house, so. Okay. So where do you do your instruction from? So, you know, we put in for different courses. And uh, so I've I've taught all over, really all over the U.S. and in Canada. Okay. So, uh, over the years, many different locations. Gotcha. Okay. I wasn't sure if you did it right out of the Pittsburgh office because of the PPG, but that makes sense. You can pretty much do this anywhere based on the amount of instruction courses that are available. And... For anyone who is not familiar, looking at Tom's bio right now, he is a certified coding inspector level three through the Legacy NACE program, SSPC certified concrete coding inspector, and also a cathodic protection tester under the NACE program. So before we jump into the details of the new program, just one more as far as your background. Obviously, your day job is with PPG, so everything you do in the association world, be it instruction, be it now in your role as chair of the AMP Education Committee, that's basically on the side. Why do you yes. commit that much of your free time, so to speak, to these other initiatives or the association that, you know, certainly there's some overlap with your job at PPG. They are for the betterment of the industry, but why is it important for you to be involved to this degree? Well, it, it's hard to describe, but once I got involved uh, more with, uh, at the time, NACE, uh, which is now AMP, and um, I, you know, it's such a great organization. Uh, there are a lot of great people involved that give their time uh, from committees to producing standards to instructing to a lot of different things that people volunteer to do. And I really just kind of grew to really love the organization and being involved and, and learning because you learn, you network when you're involved. Uh, it opens up a new world, and uh, it has really done that for me and really uh, in, in enriched my life as a result of all the things I've been involved with. So it's it's something uh, I really enjoy doing, I guess, overall. So let's talk about the major initiative from the Education Committee in recent weeks, which is the launch of the AMP CIP program. For anyone who has not seen the press release, the announcements that have been out there in recent weeks, I know it came out shortly after the AMP annual conference in San Antonio. Just give our listeners an overview of what the new program is, what was recently announced, and specifically in April 2022, why this was the right time to do it. Yes, I'm, I'm very excited over the launch. So, you know, if you're not familiar with the CIP program, Coding Inspector program, we have a level one course. We have a level two course. Uh, obviously, the level one is a prerequisite for level two. And then we have what we call peer review. So that's a really not a course, but you, you sit before peers and take a verbal test. And uh, if you pass that, you're a level three uh, CIP uh, inspector. So 
um, those courses have been around for a long time and uh, 20 plus years actually. So the, the level one course, you know, a lot of people know it is known all over the world. It's offered all over the world uh, in many, many different countries. And uh, it's been an excellent course for a long time, but we realized that it really, it's it, it was time to um, update, I guess you could say. We, we, we st started thinking about updating the course and then we then we said, well, you know, let's just you know sometimes it's, it's good just to start over you know and and look to industry and say okay what does a level one inspector need to know what what would you expect if you hired a level one inspector what would you expect them to know on the job and so we we started from scratch really uh and and we ended up with uh, uh more information than than was in the previous course and uh and it was very interesting, uh, you know, what we heard and the amount of information that was contributed to uh, what a, a CIP, one, uh, CIP one course should have in it. So also, uh, not only that, you know, we updated the course with a lot better tools. So the, the previous course been around for 20 plus years, but it was very heavy on on uh, lecture. So, you know, you have slides in, in your lecture and that's good, you know, that's good. but you know, really everyone learns from more interactive uh, uh, tools in, in any course. And, and you know, universities are realizing this and they do blended learning and, you know, they have different names for uh, project versus lecture. And they so a lot of training organizations have added more interactive projects to their learning rather than just instructional slash lecture uh, type courses. So uh you know that's that's kind of where that was at and you know I, I could you know we can get into more of what the course has you know because i'm very excited over that but I'll, I'll let you say uh move on to the next topic if you want yeah well we were going to talk about some of the features of those courses and certainly you know you can add to that if you want but i think you know a more common question might come up who's teaching these courses? What are their qualifications? I know, for example, you've been an instructor in the past. So when we talk about these features that are out there, who is actually teaching them to the attendees that you're going to have? Yeah, very good. So so these are all former uh, NACE CIP instructors as well as SSPC instructors. Uh, and so they've all gone through the same process. They've gone, you know, they've passed all the courses. They've been in the industry a long time. They have a lot of experience and they've gone through the vetting process, the interview process to become an instructor. So they're all very well versed, very knowledgeable on all the topics. Uh, and not, not to say that they're experts in every topic, but uh, they're very well versed on all the topics given in that course. And uh, so they've been through the same process uh, that I've been through. But also for the new course, all all our current and incoming instructors from SSPC. So you know we combine those two together to create uh, AMP. Um, they had to go through a train the trainer process for the new course because it's much different. You know it's it's less lecture. It's it's uh, the slides have a lot more information on them, and so we 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 required everyone. And now we we held a train the trainer session at uh, the uh, AMP conference that we recently had, and uh, we had probably I don't know 65 or 70 instructors there. And then any instructor who did not attend had to watch the online train the trainer 
before they would be offered the new course. So those are the people uh, instructing the new course. What are some of the international options that are available or courses for that matter for someone not in the States? Because we've been talking about that for the most part. Uh, what options are there in other countries and other languages? Well, you know, if you're talking about the new course, the, the new course is only offered in English right now. Uh, it will be translated, I believe, into Spanish next and then on to other languages. Mm -hmm. But that's going to be that's going to take some time to do. But the the uh, previous course, CIP course, has been offered, you know, and still is offered around the world in, in many different languages. OK. So as far as the options that are available now to introduce those, you recently issued a letter to membership to explain that. Beyond just the press release, which is pretty standard for an introduction of, well, it's not so much a new program, but it's a rollout of CIP under the AMP umbrella. Why did you take the extra step to issue that letter? Why was it really important from your perspective as someone, certainly a leader at PPG, but also chair of the AMP Education Committee to really get that message out to membership? Well, you know, it's it's important just to tell that we have a new course and uh, and and to tell the background of how it's produced. I'm I'm very proud of the work that was put in to produce the new course. Um, you know, not not to get too deep into this, but you know, you have some you have people criticize a course if it's been around a long time. You always have critics of different things, and I just wanted to uh, show that hey, we've you know, we're updating, you know, we updated this course, not just an update, we rewrote this course, and the result was the best version of this course that has ever been offered. And uh, I, I wanted to really get that across and tell what it was about, and, and so that people in industry could see this and say, okay, you know, they really took their time and they got with people in industry who hire inspectors to, to learn what should be in this course. And uh, and then added, you know, absolutely great delivery tools. And when I say delivery tools, ways for the students to learn. And so we we now have so this is a six day course. It, it had it had it was a five day course before. So it's a six day course. We learned that we added a lot of information, and we had to make it longer for that reason. I tell uh, I tell students who have taken the old course, this course is actually harder for the student. <laughs> I know that. Students uh, probably would not want to hear that, but it's harder. But that's a good thing because they learn the material better. So mm -hmm. uh, there, there are over 50 interactive learning exercises that the students have to do every day. They have homework every night that they have to work through, and they have to uh, work through exercises that really reinforces what we go over during the day uh, on the slides. And uh, they're they're absolutely uh, excellent exercises, and uh, so it's a, it's a combination of a lot of different things. So it's interactive exercises, it's knowledge checks, it's uh, you know every chapter has homework uh, every night, and uh, we do s uh, several different types of labs during the process, and the the graphics are outstanding, outstanding uh, 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 videos and. Uh, um, I guess uh, uh, videos describing things and showing things in slow motion. It's just it's very good. It's excellent. Mm -hmm. Excellent version. The best version of this course. Yeah. So we're recording this in late May. So this has been out a little over a month now, and I know it's been in the works for a lot longer than that. 
what type of feedback are you getting from members and people in the industry that are, you know, even if they're not taking these courses yet, although hopefully some are, uh, even if it's just reading the press release and your letter and seeing the information out there, what type of feedback are you hearing to this point? Oh, I've gotten a, a lot of feedback from people stating that, you know, it's a great job, but I, I get calls from some of our instructors. They said, wow, I really like this new course. It's outstanding. Uh, I talked to Pam uh, Nicoletti the other day, and, and our, our students have really uh, praised this course on the surveys that we send out to the students. So the feedback has been completely positive across the board from really everyone uh, talking about this course. So there's, I think there's a lot of excitement around this. Uh, and I can tell you, I recently taught the, the new version and uh, I saw, you know, when, when you teach a course over and over again, you, you see that, uh, you see things that happen, you see students learn during the process. And so, you, you know, there's kind of a pattern of how that all occurs. And I can tell you that uh, I feel like the students learned uh, much more. By the time we got toward the uh, the last day of, of instruction, uh, the students knew more, in my opinion, uh, than they did in the old course because they had had to do a lot more. Uh, they have uh, interactive exercises and a lot more work, and so mm -hmm. they 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 were very they were more knowledgeable than than uh, they were before. So. I think that's the uh, the main thing, but yeah, there's a lot of excitement over the over the new mm -hmm. course I've heard. How do you alleviate some of the concerns that may exist from the legacy crowd? Because certainly NACE, SSPC, those programs have been out there for some time, and as with anything involving the merger into <laughs> AMP, there's always a little bit of hesitation from some to get on board because they're worried about the features of, you know, their legacy organization or the program from that legacy organization remaining as it was. How do you alleviate the concerns from that crowd about maintaining what had been successful about the prior NACE and SSPC programs? Yeah, so I'll start with, with saying by saying that when when we merged SSPC and NACE together, we took excellent people from both organizations. It's not a one-sided uh, NACE organization. There are some excellent uh, people from SSPC that are part of our organization. They're on, they serve on committees, uh, et cetera. So it, it's, it's not a one-sided, you know, biased type organization. Uh, NACE, you know, is obviously was more heavy in uh, inspector and uh, cathodic protection and corrosion and things like that. Uh, and then uh, SSPC was heavier on the uh, applicator side, you know, applicator type instruction. So those two really complement each other. So I can assure you that when there's a decision to be made about a course, the best decision is going to be made as to the best program. So to give you an example, the CIP and PCI program, PCI program was the SSPC uh, version, and we looked at both programs and we found some information in, in the PCI that we did not have in the CIP and we had not included in, you know, we were already heavy into the rewrite when this occurred. And so we added, we added a lot of the information that was in PCI that was not already in CIP. So mm -hmm. you're getting the information from both courses. And obviously the CIP is the most prolific uh, um, course that we offer. 
you know, so it, it was larger than any other course uh, that, that we offered. Probably, I, I guess I could safely say that. I know it was before, but as far as inspector program, it is by far the most prolific uh, course that we offer. So mm -hmm. we chose that name because it was recognized all over the world. So you, you can be assured that a really good decision is going to be made. We're, we're keeping uh, most of the uh, SSPC courses, if you're legacy SSPC, uh, they still exist. They're still out there and, uh, you know, we're keeping those the same unless they, uh, you know, need an update or there's some new information, et cetera. So uh, I believe that everyone, because they're both, you know, we have diversity from both organizations. So I believe that uh, the decisions that are made are going to be excellent for anything involving uh, courses. Mm -hmm. So for anyone listening that wants to potentially get more involved in the development moving forward, we've talked about the feedback process. I know you guys have been open to that. There's a specialized email in which people can uh, get in touch with you all. But for anyone that wants to go the extra mile and get more involved, maybe at a committee level, what are the ways that they can do that? Absolutely. It's, it's pretty simple. And, and I tell this to my students all the time. I, I always ask them, I say, you know, who, who creates a standard? And, and they usually say, well, engineers or, or PhDs. And so I let them say all their answers. And I said, well, people like you actually do it also. I said, do you, do you, wanna, you want engineers who don't have the field experience you have be the only ones to create a standard? And so it's people who have field experience. We need that experience. We need that information. So we need people to be involved with our committees and to create standards. So mm -hmm. it's very, very simple. You go to amp.org and uh, it's, it's kind of a really, <laughs> it's an intuitive uh, website. So you go to amp.org, if you look across the headings on the top, it says get involved you <laughs> click on that. And it says volunteer opportunities. That's where you go. You know, there so you go. Very, very easy and very easy to do. Before we sign off today with Tom Higginbotham, I want to circle back to something you said earlier in the conversation about uh, additional features of the courses, the updates that you know weren't even necessarily the headliners. What are some of the other things that you're excited about with these new courses that you know we haven't gotten into yet? Give us an example of a thing or two that's uh, new with this AMP rollout. Um, you mean as far as uh, features of the course? Yes. Yeah, so um, we have, what, what I'm really excited in the course that I taught, the, the new course, uh, is that we're, we're doing more lab work. So we, we have one large lab in CIP1, and it's, it's uh, designed to be most of a day where the students go out and use tools and different things. And we, we try to get them kind of exposure to what an applicator goes through. So preparation tools and spraying coatings and things like that. We're not trying to make an applicator out of them. But during that process, they have to fill out a logbook. So it's kind of like a daily report as an inspector. And um, what's exciting about the new course is by the time they get to that large lab, they've already done a couple of other labs the day before. So I realized that when they got to the bigger lab, they already had experience and they, they really knew what to do. There weren't very many questions asked because they, they got right to work. And uh, that was that was really, uh, I really uh, noticed that. That really stood out, that the fact that they knew what they were doing by that time. So that was what was uh, a feature of the course that really stood out to me. 
Yeah, I think that's really useful and exciting. Tom, for anyone that has further questions, how can they get in touch with you or anyone else on the Education Committee for that matter to uh, have their question answered? Yeah, if they uh, if they can if they want to send an email through AMP, uh, I think there's a a resource on the website amp.org, and uh, send a question in. They could do that. They could email me uh, Higginbotham at ppg.com, and I could try to answer that. Uh, obviously, if uh, if uh, you know, depending on time, I, it may not be right away, but uh, I do try to answer any questions uh, on that. So. But I think the, the primary way would be to go through AMP and uh, uh, the AMP site, AMP.org, and uh, ask questions there. Sounds good. Folks, he is Tom Higginbotham, Category Manager for Powder Coatings at PPG Industrial Coatings, also chair of the AMP Education Committee involved in the development and the launch of the AMP Coating Inspector Program. That's what we've been talking about today, the new AMP CIP program, which of course you can find all sorts of details about at the AMP website, ampp.org. For Tom Higginbotham, I'm Ben DuBose. Thanks as always for listening, and please come back soon for another new AMP podcast. Thank you, Ben.